Hello everyone, welcome along to Afternoons right here on SEN. Julian King of the Chair for Jimmy today. It is great to have your company wherever you are tuned in. SEN 1170am in Sydney, SEN Q693 in Brisbane, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast and through the SEN app. Of course, I want to hear from you over the course of the next three hours. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. free call, my open line number, and the text line 0457. 736-736. Best caller today on the program will win themselves $100 cash thanks to Tristan Merlihan and Top Sport. The best texter will get my personal thumbs up. The text today and the program today, thanks to our great mates at SBS Fence, SBS Fence Portable Toilet and Temporary Fence Hire in Sydney, sbsfence.com.au. We also have up the grabs on the show this afternoon. Three mates and yourself could potentially win tickets to the Golden Eagle. Rose Hill Garden, Saturday 4th of November. Tickets at theraces.com.au. Can run us through another game of Who Am I? Now, on the program today, shortly, we will catch up with our great friend Jaleesa Apps from the Seven Network. She'll talk all things rugby league. She'll join us from Kangaroos Camp, a bit of cricket as well. Glenn Hawke, looking forward to this. We had Garby in the studio yesterday. He's going to be my guest in the studio in the second hour of the program. A ground announcer for the Newcastle Knights. He's done some stuff for the Roosters. Loves his sport. And Mitch Glasson, a rising star of Australian football, made his debut on the weekend in the Big Blue for Sydney FC against Melbourne Victory. He's done a lot of good things there for the Joeys as well. He's going to join me, Mitch Glasson, in the final hour of the program. His old man, Steve Glasson, legendary Australian lawn bowler. So a nice little family connection. Might ask him how he goes on the greens whether that sort of talent skips a generation. 0457736736, the text line number. All right, look up. I'm not a big fan of talking about rugby league expansion into the States, but I have to mention the story, of course, and you would have heard it throughout the course of the morning. But we'll start with the fact that Australian Rugby League Commission Chairman Peter Volandes has got himself a pretty decent seat at the table, flown to the United States to attend a state dinner at the White House as a guest of the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. City Morning Herald has this story. So Albo landed in the US on Sunday night for an official visit. This was at the invitation of US President Joe Biden, including a function to be held on the White House lawns on Wednesday. You know Albo's a mad South Sydney Rabbitohs fan, loves his rugby league. You know, could chew your ear off for an hour about Elwyn Walters if you wanted to, the PM. Formed a close alliance with Volandis and the NRL in recent years. But anyway, the PM's in the States at the moment as part of a four-day plan to discuss this AUKUS deal and, of course, the ongoing troubles in the Middle East. But last month... Anthony Albanese extended the invitation for Peter Volandis to attend the state dinner alongside some of America's most powerful and influential influential people ahead of the NRL's push into the United States for next year's season launch in Las Vegas in March. Now, state dinners, they've honoured visiting heads of government or reigning monarchs since the 19th century. Peter Beattie, remember him? Former Queensland Premier, fellow ARL Commissioner. He once attended a state dinner. Peter Beattie, during his career in politics, said the board fully endorsed Volandi's trip to Washington, D.C., confirmed the chairman's trip, and he said this is a very rare opportunity that he's been afforded. It's great for rugby league. But what about this? He calls it a networking opportunity from the gods. Anyone who is anyone will be there. There's no doubt Peter has the personality that gets him through the door but will open up even more doors for the game. What chance I can slap a bunny's jersey on the U.S. president? But this is interesting. As a sport, we've tried to break into the US before and failed. We've never tapped on the door of the biggest power players in the country that you need to be successful in the US market. Volandis is doing that. So we know the NRL's plans to launch next year's Vegas doubleheader in the States. 
They're finalising plans now to send players from South Sydney, the Roosters, Manly and Brisbane to help promote the game, and that's going to be played at Allegiant Stadium March the 2nd. So maybe we do get to see Random South Sky at this dinner. But what are the outcomes? So when Peter Beattie says break into the US market, what do you think he means? What, launch a local competition? Convert NFL wannabes? Get an increasing slice of the betting pie? Sell some broadcast rights? Funnel that back into the NRL coffers? Maybe all of the above. A networking opportunity, he says. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back with a broadcast rights deal as well as having sold a slot in the Everest. Such is the wheeling and dealing nature of Peter Volandis. A457-736-736. Still on league. Uh, plans to stage an historic clash between two NRL sides in Fiji as early as next year. As the game prepares to expand into another international frontier. So all guns blazing when it comes to growing the game globally. Adrian Pashenko with the story. So this initiative, by the way, it's the brainchild of Melbourne Storm. They are going to announce a new partnership with Fiji Airways for at least the next three years. And Storm officials are hopeful that the deal, which includes becoming the club's new short sponsor, will result in a trial match being taken to Fiji in the upcoming pre-season for the first time in the game's history. Do you like this? I like it. No-brainer as far as I'm concerned. And, yeah, I understand there are some logistical and operational challenges to deliver this event. Yet to lock it in at this stage, but the Knights apparently have expressed an interest in being Melbourne's opponents, and the match has the full support of Fiji Airways. I've never been to Fiji, but the only member of my family that hasn't. Number of venue options are Churchill Park, capacity about 12,000, shaping is the most likely destination. And of course, this venture comes as Rugby League looks to establish a greater international footprint off the back of this Vegas news. And we discussed ad nauseum last week on the station about the government of Australia, or the governments of Australia and Fiji backing a bid for Papua New Guinea to be granted an NRL licence with a view to potentially joining the competition as its 18th team as soon as 2027. So they recognise the importance of the Pacific. And we're seeing that, of course, the celebration of the Pacific Championships. I like this, though. I like it. Shore up the game's popularity and growth in the Pacific region. Now... To the Cricket World Cup, Daniel Cherney has written that Steve Smith, or Smudge, sent a scare through the Australian camp after needing treatment on his right arm. This is following a blow from Sean Abbott in the nets at the Feroz Shark Kotla on Monday night Indian time. It's a training session where Travis Head sought to stake his claim for a return to the Aussie side in Wednesday's clash with the Netherlands. Smith briefly emerged as a fresh injury concern for the Aussies. This is a rising ball. It struck the former captain while he's batting in the nets. His form hasn't been that great, though, Steve Smith. As weird as it sounds, if he wasn't to play, would it be the biggest loss? In clear discomfort, he left the nest to get a bit of treatment, uh, came back in anyway. So I don't think it's a serious concern. Head, by the way, looked pretty untroubled, sought to prove he was ready for Wednesday's date with the Dutch. You know, I said yesterday I'd be surprised. He talked about the discomfort in the hand. I said I'd be surprised if he did play against the Netherlands, I'm sort of starting to reassess that opinion. I think he will. I suspect he will. And you need to get some game time back into him, and it's the perfect opportunity to do it. For us, Shalkotla Stadium, the Arun Jaitley Stadium, Uh, interesting story about that and the passing of Indian cricket legend Bish and Beatty. I'll talk about that a bit later. He's a good man, Bish, really good man. 
passed away yesterday at the age of 77. May he rest in peace. And to the action on the field, Afghanistan crowd today. Well, they could keep calling it a huge upset at the Crooker World Cup. I think that's unfair to Afghanistan. They thumped Pakistan, though, by eight wickets. They've won two games at the same edition of the tournament for the first time. They stunned England eight days ago, as you know. But they are ranked in the top ten in the world, Afghanistan. They're ninth ranked. Celebrated only their third ever win at the World Cup on Monday. The other coming against Scotland in 2015 in their first appearance. But importantly for them, because they're a bowling-heavy side, Afghanistan, 130-run opening stand between Ibrahim Zadran and Raman Alagurbas, 87 and 65 respectively. Two for 286. They did it only two down. Pakistan's bowling's gone into a heap. And this is the thing. It's, I think it's actually quite condescending to keep talking of Afghanistan wins as, as upsets. It's a seriously good cricket side. You think about the likes of Majib, of Nabi, of Rashid Khan. They are all world-class IPL standard players. Don't diminish them. They've beaten England, now Pakistan. And just back to this discussion that set the text line light yesterday, particularly on Matty Watcher, about where David Warner ranks in terms of our best white ball batters at international level. I saw this pop up on Twitter slash X last night, and thanks to the stats guru Rick Finlay for it. And he said, the Australian ran a poll today in an article by Daniel Cherney on Australia's greatest ODI batter over the years. The choice given currently ranked Ponting, Gilchrist, Bevan, Warner and Jones. In that order. That's just a poll, though. Your opinion. But being a stats nerd, as he is Rick Finlay, he's got what he calls a combination of batting impact and era Index. Basically what that means, batting impact is the geometric mean of batting average and strike rate. Once calculated, it's compared for each player with the players they played with and against. So that gives you a a more contextualised picture. So according to his numbers, he's crunched them, he's put them in the machine, they spat them out. The best white ball batter Australia has seen is Michael Bevan. Second is Jones. Third is Mike Hussey. Fourth is Warner. Fifth, Simon. Sixth, Gilly. Seventh, Hayden. Eighth, Watto. Ninth, Emmy War. And tenth, RT Ponting. Overall, the top six in the world in history, Viv Richards, by a long, long way, apparently, A.B. de Villiers, Michael Bevan, Virat Kohli, Dean Jones, Michael Hussey. So there you go. The context fine-tuned there by Rick Finlay. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. This is not good news. About Rooster star Dom Young, hospitalised and ruled out of England's series against Tonga after a sinus infection spread to his brain. Yowzers. We know this year Dom Young broke the night single-season try-scoring record, struggling with headaches apparently before the plane trip to England. That exacerbated things. He's only 22. He spent the past week in hospital, thankfully expected to make a full recovery in time for their season opener in Vegas next March. But, gee, that sounds a bit, a bit harrowing, doesn't it? Infection, sinus infection spread to his brain. And speaking of injuries, the Bulldogs dealt a huge blow ahead of the 2024 season. Young gun Carl Oluwapu potentially set to be sidelined for the whole year, facing immediate neck surgery. So he battled with a neck injury during the year, turned down the chance to represent Samoa at the Pacific Championships to rehab the blow. This was a bloke that they forked out half a mil for to prize him out of Brisbane. That's how highly they rate him. And it's going to be out for the 2024 season. Now... The Constellation Cup, the netball, got underway in the final hour of the program yesterday. Well, the Aussies 
Look, on the upside, they've clinched the Constellation Cup, but they had to settle for a series victory on goal aggregate. They lost to the Kiwis 53-50. This was in the fourth and final netball test. They led from the opening whistle, but eventually went down by three. So New Zealand won game three, 56-53 in McCargill after the Diamonds won the opening two matches. So importantly, they do retain the Constellation Cup. Now, I got up nice and early, and I caught this game. Well done to the mighty Spurs. Tottenham back on top of the Premier League table after a 2-0 win over Fulham this morning. I watched the game, that first goal in particular by Son. Oh, beauty. But Ange, in Ange we trust, Postacoglu has now accumulated the most points by a Premier League manager in the first nine games. I saw the list better than some great names like Ancelotti, who's hitting. Huge names. They haven't lost yet. Have not lost. They're playing exquisite-looking football as well. Like I said, you know, if you hated them before, you hate them a bit less now, don't you? Because of the Ange factor. Taking him decades to become an overnight sensation, Poster Coglu. Now, I'll mention this a bit further, probably in the next hour of the program, but I have to say, RIP, Bishan Beatty, spin great, former Indian captain, Bishan Singh Beatty, died on Monday. There's many tributes from his admirers, or across the creating world. He'd been unwell for the last couple of years. He was 77. Uh, wonderful spinner, known for his guile on the pitch. He had very blunt and forthright views offered. He played 67 tests, Bishan Beatty, between 1967 and 1979. At one point, held the title of India's highest wicket-taker. 266 victims at the time of his retirement. He's part of that amazing spin quartet. Included the leg spinner, Chandra Shaker, the off-spinners, uh, Venkat, and Arapali Prasanna, led India in 22 tests, famously declared their second innings at Kingston, protesting what he called intimidatory bowling by the West Indies in 1976. He went on to coach India as well. But I think, I could be wrong, I'm sure Bishan Beatty captained India to their first ever test match win in Australia. I think Simo was the opposing captain at the time. But he wrote this letter to the DCCA, basically the cricket association there in Delhi, asking his name to be removed from the stand because he didn't want it to be associated with where he deemed as a corrupt politician. I read you excerpt. It is brilliantly written. Brilliantly written. And I'll also go through some of the advice he offered to our great Shane Keith Warren about how to get the little master Sachin Tendulkar out. He had plenty to say, Bishan Bodhi. And I bring him up today. I know it sort of might have been touched upon here and there, but my late uncle Vinay was a, a cricket writer and when he was a youngster attending uni in Chandigarh, he got to play a little bit with Bishan. He mentored him a bit, so it's personal. So may he rest in peace. Bishan Beatty passed away at the age of 77. The open line number, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. On the other side of the break, we'll catch up with our great friend Jaleesa Raps. But I thought about this today, right, because I've seen some of the old footage, the cricketers in particular, and chatting to the people in the office who you forget sometimes are really young. So... Dom, who works with us, he was said he was in his mother's tummy when Cathy Freeman won gold Sydney 2000. And yes, it makes me feel rather ancient. But let me ask you this on the program today. If you had a time machine, you could go back and witness any sporting event live. You might have been alive at the time but didn't get to see it live. If you could witness one sporting event live, you could go to any time in history, what would it be? It's a tough one, isn't it? I think about the tied test, Brisbane 61, that'd be nice. You know, Cathy's Sydney 2000 run, I was alive, I didn't get to see it. That'd have been pretty memorable. One of those things you go about, I was there. So you could tell all your friends and family, I was there when A beat C. 
0457736736. Text line number, think about that. If you could go back in time, witness any sporting match live, you can only pick one, what would you choose? The open line number, 1300 Happy to take your calls as well about NRL expansion. Davey Warren, if you still want to talk about that. Anything in the world of sport, I am all ears. We are up and running for this Tuesday afternoon. Julian King of the chair for Jimmy Smith. We'll take our first break on the other side of this. We'll talk to Channel 7's Jaleesa Apps.